0: just want to tell you again we started a series last week entitled signs and we're talking about the eight miraculous signs found in the book of John there are eight miraculous signs that Jesus does miracles that Jesus performs in the book of John and we're looking at them John chapter 2 tells us that these signs reveal his glory and so uh, the glory of a person the glory of God is the truest essence of who they are the the glory of an apple tree is an apple, the glory of an orange tree is an orange, and the glory of God is His miraculous power, is His love, is His grace, and we're looking at these signs. We looked at water to wine last week, that was His first sign. Today we're going to look at His second sign. Let me remind you just one more time, a sign is a miracle that teaches us a lesson. It should not only amaze us, but instruct us. Y'all tracking with me? Anybody alive in here? Okay. So, so, the, so the point is, we don't, we don't read about these stories and go, that's cool. No, we learn so that then we can receive ourselves. Okay? So, so the Bible is not a book for special people a long time ago. The Bible is for you and me right here, right now. The, the, the Bible says that the Word of God is living and active. That means it's right here, it's right now, and there is a Word from God for you. Jesus' name. And we are believing. We're not just talking about miracles, preaching about miracles, teaching about miracles. We're believing for miracles, for physical healing. We're believing for relationships to be restored. We're believing for hearts to be mended, addictions to be broken. We are believing that by the time this series ends, eight weeks from now, we are not going to be the same as a church and as individuals because of the glory of God moving in our lives. Life. All right, here we go. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 43. After two days, he left for Galilee. Verse 44 is so loaded. Check this out. Now, Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his home country. So when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they had also been there. Once more, he visited Canaan, Galilee, where he had turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. That's 14 miles away. 14 miles today is not a big deal. 14 miles then was about a two-day journey, so that's a, it's a big deal back then. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come to heal his son, for he was close to death. Unless you see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. So so the man says, I want you to come with me to my house. Jesus replies, verse 50, go, your son will live. And the man took Jesus at his word and departed. And while he was still on his way, now, now notice this is a, at least a two day walk, so this is a long journey. While he's still on his way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. Now, this word living is awesome. It means he was recovering. And it literally means at this point, he was dressed. So, like, he was back up. He was out of bed, he was getting better. He was getting stronger. Everyone say, I'm getting stronger. stronger. Come on, one more time. Say, I'm getting stronger." stronger. Woo. All right, I'm warming up. I'm warming up. Verse 52, when he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said, yesterday, about one in the afternoon, his fever left him. Then the father realized that was the exact time which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. I want to preach from this subject just a couple of moments with you today. Back to Galilee. Back to Galilee. Back to Galilee. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these moments. Thank you for your word. I pray for every heart right now that is in the room and listening and overflow and online. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, we, we settle our hearts and we lean into what you want to say to us now. Speak, Lord. We are listening in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. Amen and amen. Back to Galilee. Now, just a quick reminder: so a sign is a miracle that instructs. I talked about this last week. John is a at least a 90-year-old theologian as he writes the book of John, and he's he's dropping what what I what I said last week about my five-year-old daughter, he's dropping blues clues, okay? He's letting us in on things. He's he's trying to teach us something. He's he's not just wanting us to read it or be amazed by it. He's wanting us to learn the the how and the why of the miracle. So so the truth of this whole story is verse 44. That's the key. When you read John chapter 4, here's what you're going to find. Jesus was in Samaria, and he now goes to Galilee. Now if you just open up, if you've got a real Bible, you just open up one of your maps, you're going to find out that it was Samaria South, then it was Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, and then it was Galilee North. So Jesus passes by Nazareth to go directly to Galilee. And I just want you to know this, that City Light Church has to make the decision, are we going to be a Nazareth church or a Galilee church? And every believer in Jesus in the room is going to have to make the decision, are you going to be a Nazareth Christian or a Galilee Christian? Here's what Jesus says about Nazareth. I'm not accepted. I have no honor. I'm not received in my hometown. So he passes by Nazareth to get directly to Galilee, this whole story, you're, you're like, Jamin, I thought we were talking about signs and miracles. We are. But what unlocks them is Good. honor. Good. Everybody say honor. honor. So, what's gonna unlock the miraculous in your life? Let me say it like this The way you receive from anyone Good. is honor. The way you receive from your spouse is by honoring them. The way you receive from authority is by honoring them. The way you receive from God is by honoring them where there is honor there is a flow where there is dishonor there is a disconnection and so Jesus goes back to Galilee because of the honor that is there and he passes by Nazareth because of the dishonor that is there so let me just give you three points really quick Jesus is drawn to honor he is drawn to honor He leaves Samaria, he heads north, he passes by Nazareth, and he goes directly to Galilee. And here's what Mark chapter 6 says about Nazareth. It says he could do no miracles in Nazareth. Okay, check this out, y'all. In in case you're wondering, as Christians, we believe Jesus is God. He is 100% God. Jesus could not. There's nothing my God can't do. He can't do anything in dishonor. <laughs> he could not, would not, not refuse to, could not. See, honor is not about, about God limiting what he'll do in your life. Honor is about you limiting what God will do in your life. You glad you came so far, okay? Could not do any mighty miracle. Could not. Now, And you go, well, that was because Jesus was, was, was fully man, so it, that was his humanity. No, nope. Because in the book of Psalms, the Bible says of Israel, they limited, limited the Holy One of Israel. Limited. They put a limit. They, they put a ceiling on what God could do in their life. So Old Testament, New Testament... In the Old Testament, they limit God. In the New Testament, he could not do. Why? Because of a lack of honor. Where there is no honor, there is no ministry. So what's honor? It means to give weight to. It means to give weight to. To honor is to treat as worthy or to judge correctly. Correctly. So in, in ancient times, when, when you had coins, um, they, were all, they were all cut a little bit differently. They didn't have the technology we have today. So, so you could have five gold coins and I could have five gold coins, but they could, they could be worth different amounts. So you would weigh them. And dependent upon the weight, that's what it was worth. So you didn't, you didn't just go by pieces of coins, but by the weight of the coins. Let me say it like this. I never want to take Jesus lightly. Good, good. I want to make sure that I am judging him worthy. I want to make sure that he he carries weight in my life. <laughs> I want to make sure that the that his weight that that word weight that word honor is kavod. It means glory. I want to make sure that that glory is on me and it's affecting how I walk and how I talk and how I act right. because I honor him. So, so one theologian called Galilee, Cana of Galilee, Jesus adopted hometown. Oh, I love this. Nazareth was his hometown, but Cana of Galilee became his adopted home. It became his favorite place to be. I want to submit something. This might make you nervous. It made the 845 really nervous. They mustered up a golf clap, but it was out of fear and out of respect to me, but they didn't really agree with it. Jesus had a favorite town to do ministry. I just wonder, I wonder if City Light Church could become like, like we won't tell anybody else. We won't tell any of the other, I mean, there are so many great churches in town and they're all amazing and we bless all of them. We thank God for them and I've given them all a lot of money for real, or you have, because we've (laughs) sown into them, for real. And they're always shocked. And I'm like, yeah, when we planted, y'all didn't give us nothing, but praise God, here you go. Let me say this, sorry, still a work in progress. What if we became like, just a little secret, what if we became Jesus' favorite home church? What if we worshiped him so rightly? What if we loved him so wholeheartedly? What if we loved each other so greatly? What if we honored God in such a way that he went, listen, I love everybody, I love every church in town. They're all awesome, but I really, I love City Light. Like, it's really weird, because it doesn't look like a church. It's right by a liquor store. You can smell Buffalo Wild Wings. It doesn't look the part, but there's something about that music. There's something about those people. It's not the talent. It's not the gifting. It's not the humor. It's it's not how we look on the outside, but there's something in their heart. I feel so welcome there. I feel so loved there. I, I just wonder if we could be. And you go, oh, Jabin, 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 God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. He is. He's everywhere all the time, but He doesn't manifest everywhere. Psalm 22, verse 3 says, God is enthroned on the praises of Israel. He's enthroned in praise. He is seated. He inhabits. He takes up residence. He is is most at home, most comfortable in praise. And to the level of your comfort is to the level of your vulnerability. See, if I, if I go into your house, I may ask for a glass of water. But if I'm at my house, I just go into the fridge and raid it. Because it's my house. When we praise God, we turn brick and mortar into his house. When we worship God, we turn we turn concrete into his house. And he feels comfortable to show us his glory. He feels welcome to manifest this. Come on, somebody. Are you all hearing this? I just got to be honest. Like... like I'm convinced God's favorite room in Las Vegas is my office. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my office at home. I got this prayer chair. It's my prayer chair. I don't watch movies in that chair. I'm just telling you. You're like, oh, my God, you're so religious. I know. I don't watch movies in that chair. I don't watch Netflix in that chair. I don't watch the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's going to come out in that chair. I don't watch fights in that chair. I don't watch, I don't watch TikTok in that chair. That's my prayer chair. That's where I write every sermon. That's where I pray in the morning. That's where I read the Bible. That's my prayer chair. I'm just telling you, Jesus loves that chair. I'm just telling you right now, His presence fills that office. He speaks to me in that office. He gives me direction and vision in that office. And, and, it, and it's not that He likes my office more, it's that I've created space and place. Our honor and our worship creates a throne for the Lord. Where there is honor, Christ is seated. Now listen, I want to show you the honor slide. Now I'm not talking about a slide on the screen. I'm talking about a slide, a downward slide that if we're not careful, we'll get into. Here it is. First of all, and this always happens when people first get saved, there's high honor. Here's what they said in scripture. We've never heard preaching like this. We've never seen so much authority. Wow, God is so good. Wow, every song was just for me. It's like every time David preaches the message, it's just like, just for me. It's like, just for me. It's like he knows what's going on in my life. I guess that's at other services. This this service needs some honor. Um, Right? Every time I read the Bible, it's like the words just jump out. It's just honor, honor. But then, if we're not careful, we'll enter into familiarity. Isn't that a carpenter? Isn't that a carpenter's son? Who does he think he is telling me what to do? Telling me I need to serve. Telling me I need to tie. Telling me I need to forgive that person. Telling me I need to. (laughs) Y'all are crying on the inside, baby. Just manifesting your attitudes. See, if, if, if. If Jesus is just the carpenter, he can give you a new chair. But if he's the Christ, he'll give you a new life. If Jesus is just a carpenter, he'll give you a new table. But, but if he's the Christ, he'll seat you and he'll feed you in the presence of your enemies. If, if, if he's just a carpenter, he'll do something natural for you. But if he's, if he's the Christ, he'll do something supernatural for you. Have you settled for a carpenter when you could have the Christ? And from there is contempt. This is what his mama said. His mama said, He's crazy. Last week she said, do whatever he tells you to do. I know he's the Messiah. I know it. A couple of chapters later, he lost his mind. He crazy. We're trying to get him out of here. We're trying to, for real, read the Bible. It's crazy. Contempt will turn into dishonor. He's possessed by the devil. Watch it. And eventually it turns into division, crucify him. I want to be as bold as I can be and as gentle as I can be. We must not grow casual with Christ. He is kind and he is our friend and and he is loving and he is gracious and he is a good shepherd. But he is God. And we are to honor him. We are to judge him worthy. So I got to talk about an elephant in the room because a lot of you are mad at me. There's a lot of offense in there. I can feel it. There's a lot of offense. A lot of you have been dealing with this for about six weeks. And you've just been holding this against me and I, I need to talk about it. About six weeks ago, you came to church and you went outside and there was no coffee. And you went to the. You went. I guess it's iced coffee today. And then you turn, and it was water. And you, you thought Jesus was going to do a miracle as you got turn water into coffee. It's not. And so, and you've been mad at me. You've been mad. At, you've been mad at me. <laughs> Jamin, why why don't we have coffee anymore? Are you, are you too cheap to clean the carpets? Nope. We do it all the time. And you and y'all sneak stuff in anyway. We got every week. I walk in. I'm like, where did how? What? So I don't know. You see jambalaya on the floor, fried chicken on the floor, tacos on the floor. I'm like, how did you get ice cream in here? But anyway, so we're not cheap. Say, so why did you get rid of coffee? Can't afford coffee? No, we can afford a bag of coffee. It's not that. I noticed that people would stand up there and drink coffee and miss worship. Wow. I'm not judging. So glad you're here. Honestly. But if you miss worship, you gave God nothing. And if you give God nothing, you can't receive. Because you have to give before you can receive. So you drank your coffee, and then you try to receive with a closed heart, but you haven't given anything. But God says you have to give if you want to receive. You have to sow if you want to reap. And I went, I don't think the coffee... Is I love you so much that I don't want you to miss it. Secondly, well, just let me bring the coffee in, then Jabin. It's your bodyguards out there that won't let. And it's not. Body, it's like some sweet lady, like, please don't bring coffee yet. Isn't that true? Poor Kara Coleman out there, like, please, please don't. You know, these poor hosts. Uh. It's not because here's what here's what's even more important. I don't I don't want kumbaya coffee worship. Okay. Coffee in one hand. Oh, man. That's a good that's a good one right there. Come on, clap your hands. Oh, yeah. That's how it spills. By the way, I try to get us praising God. Oh, come on, lift your hands. Your goodness and running up, you can't praise God if your mouth is full of coffee now if you're at the Golden Knights game get you a beer I don't care I'm not gonna judge you you go to the aviators game get you some, co- get, get you some coffee get you some coke get you some ice cream do what you want to do but this is not the aviators this is not the Raiders this is not the Golden Knights this is this is not Bruno Mars or Lionel Richie this is the house of God and I know I sound like an old, grumpy man. And you're like, you need to chill. I don't need to chill out. There's something about the house of the Lord. And we, we, we put all that down. And with hands free, we can clap and we can shout. We can lift our hands. And we can honor God. And now we're in a position where we can receive from God. So it's not about the carpets. And it's not about control. And it's not because I'm cheap. The three C's of... What you've been mad at me about? He's cheap and his carpets and his controlling. I'm not any of those things. It's that I know we've got one hour. I, got, I get you for one hour. Come on. TikTok gets you for four hours a day. Instagram gets you for four hours a day. News gets you for four hours a day. TV, got, they got you daily. I got you for one hour. And I'm trying to like, ah, ah, to get. I feel like he shoves the Bible down my throat. I do. I got one hour like eat. Eight, eight, eight. Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. I hope you hear my heart. Hope you hear my heart. And I'll just be honest with you. I remember I, I went to Atlanta, my wife and I went to Atlanta. We were walking, a, we were walking some church properties. We are getting some ideas for our future. And I, and I, I literally, I said this, Haley, I said this, Anna, I said, I said, where's the coffee? And Anna said, oh, no, 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 we don't do coffee here. I said, what? I said, oh, no, no, no. Because, because that's not the worship environment we're trying to create. Now, I can throw a rock in any direction, and I can hit a church that will let you have kumbaya coffee with Christ, Okay. And if you need that, I want you to go there. Yeah. We're a, I know we're a little different. I know we're a little crazy. I know, oh my God, I know we're a little, I know I'm a lot, <laughs> like right now, right? You're like, how much coffee did you have this morning? Uh-huh. I know we're a lot. But it's like when they said it, it gave me permission. And I literally looked at my wife, I looked at Pastor Shan I said, no more coffee. Yeah. Canceled. <laughs> I don't believe in cancel culture, but we canceled the coffee. And she goes, are you serious? I said, I'm serious, no more coffee. So we got home and I met with the staff and I went, hey guys, no more coffee. And EJ, sweet EJ on our team goes, ha, ha, ha. I go, I ain't kidding, dog. And he goes, no, what are people gonna do? I don't know. And I explained the why, explained the value. I'm explaining it to you right now. Cause he's not our carpenter, he's the Christ the son of the living God. And this is not a concert. And this is not a TED talk. And this is not a comedy show. This is the house of the living God. And we've come to worship our God. And where there is honor, there is ministry. And where there's honor, there's a flow of the Holy Spirit. Let me go a little further. I want everyone to feel comfortable. I want you to bring anyone and everyone to this church. I really do. But please understand, we are are seeker aware. I am aware that there are people in this church who have never been to a church before. I am aware that there are people who are really worried about their kids and don't want to put their kids in kids' ministry. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of the person that's never heard this message. I'm aware of it. But I am spirit driven. I'm spirit led and this isn't my house and it's not your house. It's God's house. And, and so, ah, I'm not trying to run anyone off. I'm not trying to preach anyone out of our church, but I, but I, but I know that if we build a house with no honor for the Lord, forget honoring each other. We'll never do that. But more importantly, we'll never be able to receive from God. Because we'll come in and we'll spectate. Not receive. And this is how miracles happen. And when I say miracles, I just mean the intervention of God. If if God's going to do anything in your life, it's got to flow from a place of honor. So number two, honor releases the miraculous. Honor releases the miraculous. Verse 45, what a great testimony. In, in scripture, forever, John 4:45, will last forever in heaven. The Galileans welcomed him. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. No, just think about that. We're going to come up to people in heaven. Go, what's your name? My name's Sarah. I'm from Galilee. Oh my gosh, you're one of them. <laughs> That's amazing. Because they, wel- they didn't reject him. They, They didn't treat him as familiar or with contempt. They honored him. They welcomed him. I got 11 minutes. So I'm looking at my notes trying to to figure out what to get rid of here because I got a lot I want to say. Let me me just say this. I won't get to it, but in Luke chapter 4, write it down. It'll be in your notes. In Luke chapter 4, you're going to find out that Elijah and Elisha both did a great miracle, and they did it with Gentiles. The miracle happened to Gentiles not with the covenant people of God, the Hebrews. And Jesus says the reason that these two Gentiles received their miracle, it was because of honor. Where, where the, the, the Jewish people of the day were the Hebrews of the day, they saw Elijah and Elisha as old grumpy prophets. But the Gentiles of the day went, those are, those are holy men of God. We don't even worship the same God. We're not even of Hebrew descent. We don't even know Yahweh. But we recognize that there's something supernatural about these men. And because of it, they both received miracles right there in Luke chapter 4. Here is the, re- the response of that in Luke 4 is that the people try to kill Jesus in Luke 4. I mean, he started his ministry literally that day. And they're already trying to kill him. Because he... Because he Honor touches our heart. Honor is born in the heart. That's what God said in Isaiah. He said, oh, you're saying all the right things, but your heart does not honor me. See, this is a heart issue. Yeah. So, so if, we, if we look at that Old Testament scripture, we find out there were many needs, but little honor. There was a huge demand, but little honor. And so we must be a house of honor, a people of honor, so that we can receive from the Lord. Now, now I want to make a few clarifying statements here. God does not see our honor and then decide if we have enough honor to deserve a miracle. You can't earn a miracle. You can't buy a miracle. You can't deserve a miracle. So Jesus doesn't go, okay, I'm waiting. Okay, wait, I'm waiting. Okay, okay. Oh, they got to it. That's not it. Honor... It's not about us, it's about Him. Faith is not about us, faith is about Him. Here, here's, here's how I want to say it. It's not that Jesus rejected Nazareth. Nazareth rejected Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that Jesus accepted Galilee. It's that Galilee welcomed Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It is not as much that God responds to honor. This is going to come on the screen for you because I really want you to chew on this. It's not as much that God responds to honor as honor responds to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, Does this make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that honor responds to God. So it's not that God's going, well, when you have enough faith and when you have enough honor and when you're good enough and when you pray enough and when you give enough and, when you, and then maybe I'll think about moving. No. God, the promises of God are yes and amen. Here's, here's all that means. God's already like, yep, it's done. Yes. It's our honor that does not get God to say yes to us. It's our honor that says yes to God. And as we mature in honor, God is able to release more to us. So right now, Goldie has a little electric car. And because of that car, she thinks she can drive. So she says, Dad, I want to drive your Jeep. (laughs) Can't drive my Jeep. She goes, I can drive my Jeep. I go, but your Jeep ain't my Jeep. And if I was to give her that, what would be a blessing would become a curse. But as she grows and matures, see, that's what receiving God, that's what receiving from God is. You're growing and maturing to the point where you can say yes. So things that terrify you right now won't terrify you as you grow in honor. Think about the, fi- the fact that 5% of the body of Christ gives. 5%. Not just here, the body of Christ. 5%? 5%. There isn't a yes yet in their spirit. There's still a Nazareth spirit. They, they can't go there yet. And 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 I can't convince you. <laughs> I've tried. You have to get to the point where you finally grow to the point of honor, where you can give, where you can serve, where you can say yes, where you can where you can join into the kingdom of God, where you where you can jump into humility, where you can jump into service, where you can where you can jump into love, where you can jump into forgiveness, where you can where you can raise your hands and worship. And I understand we're on a journey, so I'm here. I'm patient. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just telling you. We can grow in this to the point where our hearts are so open that all we can do is receive from God. Can I get an amen one time? Okay, yeah. Lastly, I see. Honor starts with the word of God. This is how it starts. He, this is a nobleman, which means he was probably some kind of prince in his own region. He was of royal descent. He was very wealthy. And he had a lot of authority. When he asked Jesus to come to his house, it, it doesn't make sense in the English, but if you read this in the Greek language, he's demanding it. And he's expecting a yes. But he's not expecting a yes like by faith. He's expecting a yes because of his clout. So he's going, you know who I am. You know how much money I have. You know how much authority I have. You're coming to my house. You're going to heal my son. And Jesus goes, no, not like that. That's not how it's going to work. He says, Come with me to my house. Jesus says, Go. Yeah, yeah. Your son will live. Because we have to get to the point where a word, woo, hallelujah, man, I feel Jesus right now. Somebody's going to get healed today. <laughs> where just his word is enough. I don't need a trial. I don't need a tribulation. Okay, I don't ahead. need to spend money. I don't need to beg. I don't need, I got a word. Yes. Oh, God's really teaching you through. No, no, no. God teaches through the word. God instructs through the word. God moves through the word. God. Uh, okay. And let me just say that this is how your life is going to basically work. I'm 24 years in. I'm not a novice. 24 years of serving Jesus. Here's what I know. This is what God does. See, we pray and we ask and we speak and God responds with words. Come to my house, heal my son. Jesus says this. Jesus gives him a command, go, and a promise, your son will live. This is it. This is how God's going. You have a clear command. Here's what I know to do. And I have a promise Here's what God said he's going to do. So the command is my part. The promise is God's part. And this is not a one-time thing. This is how I live my entire life. Whatever the Holy Spirit's illuminating to me, whatever God's speaking to me in prayer, whatever, the, whatever scriptures are, are clear to me, I obey that. That's my go. I don't do it perfectly. I make a lot of mistakes. I sin. Sin about every day. In case you're wondering. Just about every day. Never playing on it, never wake up thinking it's going to happen, but there I go. But in general, I'm going. I'm walking by faith. I'm believing the word of God. I'm standing on, I'm standing on God's command. I'm, I'm standing on, I'm honoring God's command over my life. I also got a promise. I'm going to live. My son's going to live. Our marriage is going to get better. Our business is going to get better. God's going to sustain us in famine. God's going to see us through. Notice this. We ask for miracles and God gives us instruction. I've talked about this a lot, but you can't get away from it in Scripture. It's just going to keep coming up. God, fix my wife. My wife is crazy. Ah, Son, let's work on you. I got a witness from Eve. She's like, amen, Lord, speak to my husband right now, Jesus. Lord, fix my crazy teenager. They're crazy. Now, let me give you a command. Let me give you some wisdom. Lord, talk to my boss. He's a jerk. Now, let me teach you something about humility. Lord, talk to my pastor. I'm just not getting fed anymore. I'm just not getting fed anymore. my Well, let's talk about your diet. Let's talk about what you're eating. Let's talk about your... Let's talk about you for a second. So... Y'all, you want me to be, okay. Lord, help me. My, my church is crazy, Lord. My church is mean, Lord. No, Jaben, you're a jerk. Okay, okay, Lord. We, we, we demand things of God, but he gives us wisdom. And he usually comes in a way, and he usually manifests in a way, and he usually answers in a way that is different than we expected, but better. Jesus, come to my house. Now, I'm going to speak a word. And this spoken word will not only build your faith and your family's faith and change your family forever, but it's going to send ripple effects to everyone who hears this right now. People are going to understand that I am the fulfillment of the Old Testament that said I will send my word and I will heal them. Why do you think we stream? We stream because we believe there's power in the spoken word. Why do you think, we, why do you think we're going into prisons right now? Because we believe there's power in the spoken word. Why do you think we're, we're streaming in the hospital? People are watching us in the hospital right now. We believe there's power in the spoken word. All right. And, and we, we take this lightly because we don't honor God's word and we don't honor words. Like back in the day, you could do a business deal on a handshake. Every time I sign a contract, anything that happens in our church and i got to sign a contract, I'm telling you, it's as big as the Cheesecake Factory menu. (sighs) That that was funny, and I don't care that you're not laughing. That was funny. (laughs) So you're being mean to me right now. Keys, come up. (laughs) Soften this up. Come on. Come on up. Come on up, Zach. Come on up. So, so. You got to sign, you got to sign. Because we don't honor our words anymore. Jesus would say it like this in the Old Testament. God would say, I honor my word even above my own name. To God, words are supernatural. To God, words have the power of life and death. The words mean so much to Jesus that he called himself the word. John 1 says... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That word, Word, is the Greek word logos. It's the logic of God, the mind of God, the voice of God, the sound of God, the breath of God, the idea of God, the the logical sense of God. That's how much God loves his own Word. That's how powerful his Word is. And the man, I believe, has a shift in his faith. He goes from demanding him to come home to, I'm going to take you at your Word. I got my word. And he starts the walk of faith. That's what every Monday through Saturday is. You come in here and you get a word. And you get fired up and you get excited and you get wisdom and you get instruction. And now you got to walk it out. And here's what we know. We know that walk was at least two days long. We know he finds out the answer the next day. When you get a word from God, not only will it give you the power to walk, it'll give you the peace to sleep. Somebody's going to get a good, night's nice rest tonight. And it's not because you know anything's changed yet. It's because you, you got a word. Someone's going to get rest tonight because you got a word. Someone's going to keep walking today because you got a word. And the word was enough. The man didn't see it yet, but it was enough. And by the next day, his servants find him and say, your son, he's walking, he's talking, he's clothed. He's the fever broke. He's, and and here's what this this healing word means. It means he's getting stronger. Oh, I love this. There there are times in our life where God will do an instantaneous just just in a in the, just a microsecond he'll do a he'll do a miracle for us, and that ha- that does happen. We believe in that. But. He also will do progressive miracles. And what happened to this boy was a progress, the fever broke. And then he started getting stronger. And then he started getting healthier. And then he started getting. And they said, man, by the literally in the Greek language, by the time we left the house, he was clothed. He was walking around. He was off his bed. He was back to being a little kid. He was drawing on walls and terrorizing the cat. Come on, somebody, y'all know who. Anybody else ever had a toddler? You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was back. He was was getting stronger. I I, I want you to pray for yourself as we end this service. I'm gonna let y'all be your own prophet right now. Everyone say in the name of Jesus. Okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about honor. Honor starts with the word. We don't take words lightly. I'm not talking about volume. I'm talking from your heart. If you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus, I'm getting stronger. In the name of Jesus, I'm healing. In the name of Jesus, I'm going from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and never beneath. In Jesus' name, I receive everything heaven has for me. Come on, do you believe that today? Give God the glory. Come on, we're getting stronger, we're getting better, we're getting healthier, we're healing. Marriages are being restored, hearts are being mended, bodies are being healed, minds are being renewed, addictions are breaking hallelujah Jesus name